is Sarah. And this is Kirsten. And welcome to Spicy Deets. Spicy Deets is a twice-weekly podcast that you can count on to bring you current events, controversial opinions, and always ridiculous bullshit. Always ridiculous bullshit. How are you doing, Kirsten? I'm doing good. Good. Did you have a good week? I did. It's a Saturday and the week was chaotic. So how was your week? Same. Chaotic, but definitely glad that it's Saturday night and don't have to worry about work for a little while longer until Monday. Exactly. Super stoked about that. I'm also super stoked about the stories that we have lined up for today. Um, First, we have the man caught licking a doorbell for three hours. Then we're going to touch on the government shutdown for a little bit, talk about the shooting in Eugene, Oregon, and then also talk about in Arizona, the woman that was in a vegetative state that ended up pregnant and giving birth. So I think first we should talk about the doorbell because that's the one that's most disturbing to me. Uh, well, it's not the most disturbing, but it's it makes me uncomfortable to watch. It's pretty damn disturbing. Robert Daniel Arroyo, 33 years old. Uh, you want to go into the details of that one? Sure. Um, so he, the whoever owns this house had a ring doorbell. Um, I have one of those myself. And somehow the camera caught him well not somehow but he was caught licking a doorbell for three hours and the family called the police when they found the footage on their video um they were out of town but their kids were at home so that's disgusting first of all um i don't know how old their kids were but that grosses me out it's it's horribly yeah it's so horribly disturbing because you know i can't I can't do anything for three hours straight, even if it's something that I love, much less kind of like leaned over and sucking on somebody's doorbell. Yeah, it makes no sense. And then police said that they also caught him relieving himself in the front yard, too. I was just going to say that three hours of licking these people's doorbell in the middle of the night, I think it was five in the morning or something. Mm -hmm. Then he goes out and takes a piss on their lawn. Yep. Just for the icing on the cake just for the icing on the cake and I don't know if you watch the video but it's it's disgusting it's disturbing and like I don't know it just gave me it literally like it's giving me chills I just hit play again on accident (laughs) exactly yes (laughs) it's terrible to watch it's so it's not even one of those things you can say oh it's just completely random it's completely fucking disgusting and while I was researching this story I was looking at this article related to that, and it's the best tweets by other people about (laughs) the doorbell liquor. The one that I thought was especially funny was, the face doesn't look familiar, but the tongue sure rings a bell. (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you, this guy, something is definitely wrong with him. I mean, it must be doorbells that do it for him, and he must be like, a delayed ejaculator or something. I don't know how else to explain it, but. I don't know. It's, um, it's very odd. I, I just don't get what besides drugs would make you feel compelled to just go to a random doorbell and lick it for three hours. Like you're having sex with it. Right. And what drugs would cause somebody to want to do that? Maybe, maybe ecstasy. I don't know. Oh, good point. Good point. They never really updated the article, though, to say 
what it was that he was on if if he was on anything but they did i mean they obviously identified him did they end up catching him and actually talking to him about this i didn't see an update on that i didn't either but they did say that he is wanted by police and could face two misdemeanor charges for petty theft and prowling petty theft huh yeah i don't know what that is stealing people's dreams and turning them into nightmares <laughs> something because i didn't see anything about any kind of thievery i do know that in oregon if you're trespassing you could be charged with burglary but mm-hmm. um i've never heard of petty theft kind of related to trespassing unless there's something there that we're not being made aware of yeah i have not i, I am not sure it's just odd it is. And I agree. Completely disturbing. And to our listeners, please feel free to send us any comments um, or additional or that you may want to provide <laughs> on the doorbell liquor. <laughs> yes. Give us any deets on, give us the spicy deets on the doorbell liquor. Please. Definitely the spicy deets. That's the only kind of deets we like. So real quick, before we transition to our next story, I have a, I guess, a, a mini tidbit spicy deets story. And um this one is a man um, in Florida. Of course, it's Florida man. Says three syringes found in his butt aren't his. <laughs> and um, basically, he went through a strip search at the county jail and said that the three syringes removed from his butt were not his. He was arrested on a drug charge early Friday morning. Um, and when police removed, the three syringes from his rear, um, he completely denied the fact that they were his. Okay, so they were actually inside of him, these syringes. They, they were actually inside of him. Okay, for starters, you know, that is the oldest, oldest excuse in the book. Hey, officer, that's not mine. Even though they're in my pants, even though they're in my ass, it's not mine. Um, <laughs> much less syringes stuffed up some guy's butt and claiming that they're not his like like anybody's ever gonna believe that yeah they just magically happened to to sprout up in there you know that reminds me of that story of that guy you know there used to be this show on tv a thousand ways to die yes and we were watching one of those episodes and this guy who was on parole got pulled over by a cop terrified that he was on parole he wasn't allowed to have any kind of weapon yet he had a can of pepper spray. So he shoved it in his butt and things between the cop and him got a little heated. He fell on the ground and the can of pepper spray exploded in his butt, which caused him to die. I would prefer to die than live with that sort of shame. Right. It sounds like a horrifying way to die though. Oh my God. I mean, you would have to think how painful that would be, you know? (laughs) <laughs> yes. <laughs> Unbelievable. Anyway, so that was my little short tidbit story that I, I found about a Florida man. With well, I loved it. And thank you for sharing with us. You are, you are quite welcome. <laughs> on to the next topic. Do you want to take the lead on this one? Absolutely, Kirsten. And before I do, um, have you ever had a cuppy? Have I ever had a what? A cuppy. I don't think so. So... A cuppy is when somebody farts in their hand or a bottle cap or some kind of a bowl or something and then immediately puts it over your nose. 
Nope, I have definitely not had a cuppy, thank goodness. That used to be my husband's favorite thing to do to me. And it was one of those like 20 ounce bottles of soda, the lid. And I don't know how, but that shit works. Those farts stay in there, man. <laughs> okay. Fun fact, there's a, there's a Fun DJ. fact of the day. Yeah, and then there's a DJ named DJ Cuppy, so she might want to rethink that. <laughs> she might want to rethink that, definitely. Moving on to the shooting at Cascade Middle School here in Eugene yesterday. Eugene is in Oregon. Um, I have lived here for almost six years. Kirsten is originally from Oregon as well, although currently she resides in Arizona. Uh, of course, the whole idea of a school shooting is always extremely terrifying. We do not want to make light of these situations whatsoever. We're just reporting um, pretty much what happened. So yesterday morning around 10 30 a.m pacific standard time there was um shots fired at cascade middle school here in eugene and what we have come to find out about that is that it actually wasn't a student it was a grown man who was being escorted off campus by police officers and he was in the middle of some kind of a custody and then he of course you know no students were involved or harmed you know thank goodness but mm -hmm. um not wanting to cooperate with police he drew a gun threatening threatening the police with it and then they shot and killed him well and i mean thank goodness that it's not something like because initial reports that came out said that somebody had been shot inside the middle school and they had no details so obviously everybody was thinking it could be staff it could be students and not to make light of it at all but at least it wasn't somebody innocent like he he chose to draw that gun knowing that they would use deadly force exactly exactly since that is what they are trained to do um i also was very glad to hear that it wasn't a student involved or any kind of teacher or anything and the shooting actually did occur outside the school so i'm just really glad that none of the students saw it happen or anything at least not that it's been reported yeah, exactly. And um, the, the whole thing was just kind of strange how it first started being released. And on that note, I, I think that that's kind of annoying about the media is that they released stuff before it was finalized. And, and really, right. why didn't they just say that, you know, there have been re reports of shots fired in or near Cascade Middle School, um, rather than trying to speculate that it was inside or outside or who it was? Oh, well, let me let me definitely answer that for you, Kirsten, because all these news channels and reporters are constantly in competition with each other. They're, you know, their headlines are first fair accurate, you know, all this other crap. They're just trying to beat each other out. So they make assumptions and report on those assumptions when actually they're not facts and then later have to correct themselves. Yeah, they're basically just stabbing in the dark, hoping that they're right so that if they are right, they were first to report it. Exactly. It's so ridiculous. And like I said earlier, I'm just really super glad that it wasn't, you know, any of the students or God forbid another student going in to kill other students. But, you know, looking at the stats on this, there have been more than 200 school shootings since 2000, more than 200 students killed, more than 200 students injured. And just from 2000 to 2010, there were 57 recorded school shootings in 36 countries half of which occurred in the united states yeah i mean the thing the thing that's crazy to me about it is that statistically speaking we do have 
several issues with guns. I'm not obviously anti-gun. I grew up very Republican, gun-toting. Um, I learned how to shoot at a very young age, so I'm, I'm comfortable around guns. But the, the thing that was different for me was that I was taught gun safety. And I don't know that everybody is taught gun safety in the way that they understand what guns can do and the damage that they can do. And people that aren't mentally sound in a lot of states still have access to guns, whereas in Oregon, it's a little bit more strict. But here in Arizona, it's not strict at all. And it's just, it's all over the board. And that's frustrating. Yeah, I can, I can understand how it is frustrating. I think that we definitely I, for one, am not a fan of gun control. I do not think that that's the answer whatsoever. But I do think we need to have more stable guidelines, state to state, and smart guidelines. You know, I'm not saying that everybody has the right to own a gun, which, you know, that definitely is not the truth. Um, I just think that there's a lot more that goes into this and a lot more ways they could try to stop this and stop these other kinds of tragedies other than gun control. Yeah, and I mean, the one thing with gun control that, that gets frustrating to me on the, I guess, on the more liberal side of it is that it's not gun banning. Well, it's not for me anyway. For a lot of people it is, but it's not for me. And um, I think just somehow, like, controlling who has guns or I don't even know, like, there's a problem in the United States that we don't know the answer to because we have some of the worst issues with guns and certainly the worst as far as the um first world countries go right i agree i definitely agree and you know this is a conversation we could have all day long you know there's mm -hmm. it's i don't know i see it from both sides but i honestly you know i i do believe that if somebody wants to go into a school and start hurting people whether or not they have access to a gun is not going to change that so. Yeah, to an, yeah, definitely to an extent. And I think, you know, comparing it to other countries where they have just like flat out gun bans, of course, naturally, there's going to be less because it's extremely difficult for places like Norway and Japan um, and the UK for them to just get a hold of a gun so rapidly. But I, I don't think that we can really draw a parallel because their laws are so different from ours, that it's just an unfair comparison. It is. I, I would agree with that. So before we go to our next topic, let's first go to a quick commercial break from our sponsor, Anchor. All right, welcome back to Spicy Deets. So the next topic that we have is talking about the shutdown. Of course, that's still going on, as everybody knows. Um, we have to be entering week four, I think, now. So Correct. that's getting a little bit crazy that we're in the longest shutdown and um, yeah, in history. So in history, we're in the longest shutdown, and really the thing that's frustrating to me is that Mayor Cheeto is just talking about how, <laughs> <laughs> he's just talking about how um, he does have a plan on the shutdown, but he really, he doesn't say what it is. So this was his quote. Um, he says, I do have a plan on the shutdown, but to understand that plan, you would have to understand the fact that I won the election. Part of that promise to the American people was a wall at the southern border. Elections have consequences. What does that even mean? Of course, elections I, have consequences. I, I think that we're dealing with that right now, but that's not an answer. That's not a plan to the shutdown. Exactly. And I was reading that exact same article and I saw that quote. I, I don't know what that would mean other than 
to understand, I guess you would have to understand that you elected me or something. I mean, yeah, he's, he's basically like, you're fucked because you elected me. Sorry. Right. And this is what I'm going to do. So yeah. Elections have consequences, please. Yeah, he's a moron. And <laughs> they, um, <laughs> they, uh, he also was talking about like, so here's what's funny. I have this thing on my computer that's called um, Hogwarts Invasion. And as you know, well, you know, Sarah, but everybody else may not know. I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. So Hogwarts Invasion takes names of people in the politics as well as the name of the White House and changes it to Harry Potter characters. So all of my news articles read um, Trump as being Dolores Umbridge, which is like the, the worst person in Harry Potter ever. So it says Headmaster Dolores Umbridge as, <laughs> as the title. So it just keeps making me laugh to myself. I just needed to share. But basically, he's he's more worried about fake news and he's been elected and he's in power than he is like what damage it's going to it's going to cause to people. And I think we are coming up. So yesterday was the first day that federal workers got a $0 paycheck. And then I think next week, um, or potentially it might be in February, I don't have it in front of me, is when people start to lose like their SNAP benefits and, and WIC benefits. Exactly. Exactly. Which is, you know, I feel bad for the government workers working without getting paid. I really do. But it's the, it's the little people that are going to be affected the worst. Yeah. All these families that are wait, you know, that look forward to this time of year to get their tax returns so that they can catch up on bills or stock the fridge, whatever they need to do. I mean, that's all going to be super delayed. And then the food stamp benefits going away for so many families and they, they got to do something. They have to come to a resolution on this. Yeah. And I was reading that, um, billions of food stamp payments are going out early because of the shutdown, because basically like the agricultural department is worried that if it goes too far, there won't be people there to send the payments. So they um, sent extra benefits this week, trying to help these people prep essentially for the fact that they're going to run out of food benefits. And um. it's, it's just gotten to the point where, why are we having to prep for disaster when all it would take is him just backing off and being like, okay, if I'm not going to get the wall, then here's, you know, here's what I am getting then. Like he has to at least make some sort of a concession. Yes, definitely. Either him or the other side of it. I mean, somebody's got to give something before this gets so far that, you know, there's extremely devastating consequences in this country. And you're right. When you think about why are we needing to prep for what seems like a coming disaster, I mean, who knows what this could be the start of? It's yeah, really and I scary. mean, he keeps saying that we have like this massive humanitarian crisis at our southern border. I live really close to the southern border and there's no humanitarian crisis here. At least, I mean, maybe I'm missing some small iota of the border where there is, but there's not here. And right, you know, we talked right. last time about how m most of the the illegal aliens come through on an overstay on their visa where they don't leave um, after they've gotten a visa and they just kind of disappear into the system. And, and then we've got people that just come through the port of entry with narcotics and a wall's not going to solve that, but it won't. I mean, it, and the price that he wants for the wall, I get why the, the Democrats and a lot of the Republicans are not willing to give that to him because that in itself could be disastrous for us to spend 5 billion on a wall. Right. 
when it's not even going to solve the problem to begin with. Exactly. So it's just putting money out basically so that he can mark something off on his to-do list from his campaign. Pretty much. That's pretty much what it's coming down to. At least that's my opinion. That's my opinion too. And he, um, while we're on the topic, it's a little early for me to do my Donald Trump tweet, but, um, how, so here's one. He says, Democrats could solve the shutdown in 15 minutes. Call your Democratic senator or congresswoman man and tell them to get it done. Humanitarian crisis, which is like, it, if he knows that they could solve it, he could easily solve it. It's just a pissing party at this point where they're both just whining about how both sides could fix it, but neither of them do anything. It's totally a pissing party. And it's a, hey, whose dick is bigger here? Yeah. And, you know, Trump's used to getting that. I mean, he's used to winning these kind of things. And he's basically just using his power as a pawn at this point. Yeah. And um, another tweet from him was, I have been far tougher on Russia than Obama, Bush, or Clinton, maybe tougher than any president. I can't even, okay. At the same time, and as I have often said, getting along with Russia is a good thing, not a bad thing. I fully expect that someday we will have good relations with Russia again. I don't know why he tweeted this. I, I don't know where this came from, but this was 16 hours ago, and all of his other tweets seem to circle around fake news in the wall, and then randomly he's talking about how he wants to have good relations with Russia. Which has absolutely, well, I'm not saying it has absolutely no, you know, precedence right now, but considering that we have a lot of other shit to worry about. I don't know. He's smoking something in there. He is. And then he said again in another um, article today that he's all alone at the White House. So I Poor. saw that. I saw that. <laughs> Poor little Donnie. I know. <laughs> Poor little Donnie. <laughs> and his little right around hands. in his orange underwear. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that's what I have for the shutdown. Do you have anything to add to that? Um, no, except Kirsten, have you heard the word? Bird. Bird, bird, bird is bird the word. Is the word. <laughs> <laughs> and now that song is going to be stuck in my head for That days. was my goal from the beginning. Good. Yes. Good. No. Um, no, I really don't have anything to add to that. I suppose we'll just keep bringing updates. If this shutdown continues to occur, we'll just update on every podcast, which... We are broadcasting twice a week now, and if you would like to hear more about the shutdown or anything else that you would like us to discuss, remember, go ahead and email us at spicybeats at gmail.com. All right, so our next topic um, is our last topic. The woman in Arizona at Hacienda Healthcare who was in a vegetative state since 1992, and she gave birth. Um, nobody had any idea that she was pregnant and actually how the police got involved is that a nurse had to call 911 because the baby was turning blue and they weren't really set up to be a labor facility at this place. So, um, that's kind of how it was brought up. But the first thing that I want to talk about is, um, the fact that this, this woman is 29. She's been there since 1992. So that means that she has been in a vegetative state since she was two, almost three years old. So the only thing that she has really known in life was being a toddler. And then she gets raped and gives birth while she's in this vegetative state. 
I think that's disgusting. Like the, the whole thing is horrifying to me, but especially the fact that as, as far as her awareness goes, we don't really know um, what happened to her. She almost drowned when she was a toddler and she's been in that state ever since. Well, first of all, bless her heart. And that is just, you know, like you said, we're not really sure of her awareness. You know, no one's really sure of anybody who's in a state like that on exactly what they understand, what they hear, what they see, what they feel. Um, my thoughts, though, is, you know, obviously, I did read somewhere that the police are conducting DNA tests on the mail workers. Mm-hmm. So that's obvious. That speaks to me because it would have to be somebody with constant access to this lady to totally. rape her. And it had to have been more than one time, you would think. And my, something else I want to add to that. Also, how come they did not know the entire pregnancy that she was pregnant? Were they not dating her? Were they not giving her medical exams? I just, I don't understand that. Yeah, and what I was reading is like, so there's one expert who says that potentially she just may not have shown, you know, like, not to compare the two at all, but on that show, um, I didn't know I was pregnant or whatever that TLC used to have. There were women who just flat didn't show, and I would assume that because she's been in this vegetative state, she probably has really no muscle mass. They may not have known, and um, they didn't really give any detail, but one of the medical experts that was consulting on it said that it was entirely possible for them to be taking full care of her and her still not show any signs of pregnancy. But the thing to me that's crazy is she would have been having a period, you would have thought. And so if she's not menstruating, why didn't they, why wasn't that a red flag to them? Exactly. Exactly. Especially if it just stopped so suddenly like that, as is most of the time the case with most pregnancies, not all, but most. Yeah. And so you would think that they would have a medical exam just to find out what's wrong there. Um, but they didn't. And this place has been in operation since the sixties. And I guess the, I believe it's the CEO, he just stepped down and, um, there's a ton of investigation going into it, but you can actually listen to the 911 call and the nurse is, is so shocked that they had no idea that this woman was pregnant. And in the background, another employee comes up into the situation and she's like, wait, who had a baby? And then like the woman who called is like, there's a baby right there. Look, like she's like, hello, like right there. Right. I heard that 911 call and it's, it's so upsetting Mm -hmm. that this was able to happen. Not only to this woman that she was a, she was a victim in a place where she should have been completely safe from anything, from everything and anything. Um, that this happens to her, nobody knew about it. And I mean, can you imagine being that nurse? Like, what the fuck is going on right now? Yeah, that would be me. I would seriously just be brain dead laying on the floor trying to figure it out because that's just how crazy it would be a situation like that. It's awful. And then I guess this um, one of the another Hacienda patient, like one girl's mom, is going to sleep in her 22 year old daughter's room until the assailant is found because now she is worried that like her daughter might have gone through something similar because she's not able to she's in there as like recovery and she's not able to walk or talk yet but she has like mental comprehension and so her mom is like worried 
that something happened to her and she just hasn't been able to say it. So she's sleeping in right. her daughter's room because she's worried that the same thing will happen. Good, good. Well, I'm certainly glad that they are doing the DNA tests. They will find out who this was because even if the person's not working there anymore, I can guarantee you that they've looked at employment records. They're tracking down everybody that had any kind of access to this lady. And I, you're right. I am worried that it's going to come out that this had happened to more than just this lady. That this could have been mm-hmm. an ongoing thing for how long and to how many patients. Yeah, it's just, it's absolutely horrifying. And then, you know, the article also mentions that she, um, how they actually found out she was giving birth is that she was like vocalizing that she was in pain through like moaning and yelling. So obviously like she's aware enough to, to be able to vocalize pain. That's not really just like an automatic response. Um, No, no, not at all. It's just, it's terrible that she's trapped in her own brain, basically knowing what's been going on and had no way to get help. God, I just can't even imagine. That is so terrifying. Yeah. And like you said, they will find through the DNA testing. Um, They did say that while her family is super shocked, um, and obviously they're outraged and horrified by it too, that the baby is fine, even though he was turning blue, um, the baby's fine and her family will be raising him. So. Oh, good, good. So that is what's going to happen to him. Mm -hmm. Good, good. That's that's really, really good to hear. Because another thing I was worried about is that he would have been placed in a foster type situation. Yeah. So I'm no. I'm glad. He um he's with his his birth mother essentially, um his mother's family. So. Okay. That's really, really good to hear. Thank you for bringing us that news, Kirsten. And how far away, um, are you from this facility? I think I'm only about an hour and a half because it's up in Phoenix. Um, and I'm just like an hour and a half south. Okay, so it was in Phoenix. Wow. Yeah. Well, we will be paying close attention to the story and be bringing all applicable updates for sure. Absolutely. Well, thank you everyone for joining us today here at Spicy Beats, uh, of course, which is a twice weekly podcast that you can always count on to bring you current events, controversial opinions, and always ridiculous bullshit. I hope you've enjoyed your time with us. And tune in just in a couple days for our next podcast. And don't forget to email us at spicydeets at gmail.com. Again, thank you for joining us on Spicy Deets. Um, If you want more, obviously Wednesdays and Saturdays, we will be recording and uploading content for you. You can reach us on our Gmail account. You can also find me on my YouTube channel, which is Cup of K, which is K-A-E. And again, Cup of K is my YouTube channel, which is a little bit more focused on my personal life. But find us back here in a few days for more spicy deets. <laughs> okay, we're recording now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I drew a blank for a second. I was like, wait. <laughs> I did too. I think I go first, right? I say, or no. You go first. You say, I'm Sarah, and then I say, and I'm Kirsten. I am... Ah! (laughs) What? I just fell out of my chair. (laughs) What? (laughs) Oh my god, you goof! (laughs) That has to go in our blood.